Okay, I think we're recording now. So, yes, we are. Okay, yeah. terrific. Uh, welcome, loyal listeners. This is pod zero 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 zero. Any anybody? Bueller. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna say forty. If I will eat long enough, I will figure Five? it out. Uh, 46. 46. 46. Episode 46. Wow. What a thrill. Uh, we are coming to you right after Spa. Spa. Uh, and the summer break concluding. We're back. We're racing. We've got eight races to go. And uh, we're in the thick of it. Back to back races. Uh, we squeezed a podcast in in between them. So uh, I know we don't do re- race recaps anymore, but Leclerc got his maiden win. Hamilton came in second. Botas a distant third. Vettel even in more distant fourth. Gutted uh, for my guys, McLaren, who had an engine breakdown with one lap to go. They would have had a great fifth place. Uh, Alex Albon had a, a, what, a so-so debut with Red Bull. Um, Max Verstappen crashed out because he's reckless again. Um, I don't know. Any other things from the out? Uh, RIP to Hubert, uh, the Formula 2 driver who dry, who died at Spa race on Saturday, I guess it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, anything else? Highlights, lowlights from the uh, Spa? Well, one, one, one comment, I guess. Is there feedback? Are you guys getting feedback? Yeah, it's Rob's computer. Um, um, Rob, you need to put headphones in or something. It's really trippy. <laughs> I can't work like this. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, who said we don't do race, race recaps anymore? I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the race recaps from Rob. Well, I feel like Rob's feeling a little sour grapes there because we kind of uh, poo-poo the idea because it's somewhat boring to some of our <laughs> listeners, not not the race-heavy listeners. Um, I, I think I mean, we still owe it to our listeners to provide it whether they like it or not. Well, so don't get me wrong. You need to recap the race, but you don't need to go turn by turn, lap by lap. You know, and so sometimes we've been closer to the, closer to that end of the spectrum than the other one. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, okay, one second. It <laughs> sounds like people are here. All right, well, so, so I won't go, let me let me do a little bit more since we are doing a race recap. Let me do a little bit more. How's the feedback? I, I changed it. Yeah, so much better. Uh, nope, I can still hear myself. Echo, echo, echo. Well, you you sound fine, but I can hear myself talk. But it, it's better than before. So can I try now? That's better. Much better. Oh yeah, yeah. You sound better. I do, or you do? You sound better. Before I could hear your echo, I can no <laughs> okay. longer hear your echo. Okay. So John is here, by the way. He just rang up. Okay. So. so Rob, sorry. Continue with your race recap. It'll it'll be it'll be helpful. Um. So, Leclerc uh, Ferrari got a front row rocket lockout f- f- for for the first time in over a year. I think is that true? Uh, fact check me. Go ahead. But um. <laughs> Hamilton and um, Botas were Mercedes' second-row lockout, followed by Leclerc, and then I believe it was Haas with their traditional 
Saturday, good pace. Sunday, they shit the bed. Um, dip, bad day for my guys at McLaren. There was an engine issue, and so they qualified P11 and, like, P16. Albon, why was he so far back? He was he was uh, out in... Engine. He, engine penalty. That was they were kids. First, oh yeah, that's right. He didn't even really have a go at Q two. He just did like a half-hearted lap and knew he had to take a new engine. Um, oh, surprisingly good race from Racing Point, both qualifying and race. Uh, but Racing Point's always good at this track. Um, all right, so that was qualifying. Started the race. Leclerc got all way well. Vettel was passed by Hamilton, I think, in the first turn. Um, and then it was Botas. Max Verstappen did not get away well, and in coming into the first turn, he did. But I've got a call. Look, I'm trying not to be a hater here, but like the Max Verstappen dive, where Kimi Raikkonen, who's a veteran, respected driver, is turning the corner, uh, and Max kind of like tries to... It, First of all, to, to anybody who doesn't know turn one at Spa, it's very acute, uh, tighter than like almost a 70-degree turn or more than 90, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we get it. Keep going. So it, there's no way that you could be where Max was, which was like right inside on the apex and make the turn. It's a turn that requires – a wider turn. It's very, very tight. Um, think about going into a hairpin on the inside and thinking that's reasonable. All right. Yeah. The only rebuttal I'll have to that is the FIA looked into it and they did not penalize either driver. So, I mean, I see your point, but if the FIA, I think FIA thinks it's up, it's man? a reasonable move, then it's a reasonable yeah. move in my Say eyes. Hi to the pod. I think that they let more stuff go and in terms of like let the boys race. Oh, hey John. I think that the FIA lets things go in the spirit of like let the boys race, where if you were looking at it in a vacuum, kind of saying, is that good driving or is that reckless driving? You say it's reckless driving. Well, I mean, uh, uh, of course it's not good driving because he crashed himself out of the race. So I, I won't argue with that, but. I mean, I'm not going to bash Max Verstappen for, for, of course, pulling you're not. that move when he's when he's finished in the top five all year with the third best car, and he had a, I don't know what his race streak was, but he hasn't crashed out in a very long time. So, I mean, everybody I, gets a mistake. I, will, well. I would like to say I gave him credit for increased maturity when he stopped his crash streak, and the move that we saw at Spa was quite reminiscent of his immaturity of yore. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay, but you can't just go back to he sucks and he's a super reckless driver because it, it's one mistake out of It was many. a reckless move. That's all, I think that's all I said. I will not agree, but let's continue. What else happened in this race? Um, so Max's reckless move took out Kimi and Spa is in Belgium. Uh Right next to the Netherlands, so it was what there's one estimate seventy or eighty percent of the fans were max max fans, so they saw their guy crash out like the second or third turn of the race because he broke his suspension. Um, Ham uh, Vettel 
passed Vettel passed Hamilton back on the first straightaway. So it was Ferrari one two, and Leclerc like built up a little good lead, and uh, Vettel pitted early because the Ferraris were tougher on their tires. And then this was a good move by Ferrari. So we all this shit on their strategy. They pitted Vettel and then left him out there to block Hamilton. And they got over to block Hamilton for multiple laps, uh, letting Leclerc build up a big lead, which he would have he then needed later in the race. So kudos to Ferrari for that. Uh, Vettel had to stop again, so he was out of it. Um, and then coming at the end of the coming at the end of the race, Hamilton closed up to within two seconds of Leclerc, but Leclerc won the race. So. I, I do want to go back to your point about Sebastian Vettel and the team strategy. So, yes, we usually bash Ferrari for their strategy. So props to Ferrari and um, their strategy there. But I also want to give major props to Sebastian Vettel, who wasn't on the radio bitching and whining about the whole thing. He knew what he had to do for the team, maximize the points. He knew he was coming in fourth or whatever. Yeah, fourth. Um, and he just did it. And I, I earned a lot of respect for me. I like, I like Sebastian Vettel, but sometimes he's quite whiny and I, uh, he wasn't, and I was, it was impressive. I think he's shown, I think he's shown some maturity this year dealing with some adversity. Um, I just checked, he did get fastest lap. So that's probably why he stopped. I think he stopped again and then did get the fastest lap. So props to him. But yeah, he did what he had to do. Team player all around, you know, um, Leclerc was obviously the better, faster car this weekend, and I'm, you know, couldn't be happier for my guy Charles. Just, just you know, it's overdue. So, uh, I it, it was overdue. Props. He's, he he earned the victory long before this race. Um, and maybe this is a little bit of a hot take, but I think this season will go down as a little bit of the changing of the guard when it comes to the generational drivers. I think obviously Alonso has retired from Formula One for now. Sebastian's kind of on, I don't want to say decline, but he's just not winning as much. Hamilton obviously is still dominant, but Verstappen and Leclerc are the two next big names, I think, in the sport. And they're, I think they're asserting themselves, asserting themselves this season. And it's uh, going to start to pick up even more in the future seasons, maybe even when they, when like Verstappen, if he switches teams to a, a better car or Red Bull gets better. I think we'll see more and more of those two fighting each other in the future. I agree with that. I oh, think. I have... Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it does, it does feel like that, like the old, these older guys kind of have a little camaraderie, like, you know, we remember when type attitude. And then you've got these young whippersnappers, Max, Charles, um, I think Lando, great young driver. Yeah, Lando's good. <laughs> um, you know, Lewis, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a Tom Brady type, you know, not the best, but on a great squad system quarterback, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. So he obviously benefits from that. He's not as much of a tool as Tom Brady. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it'll be exciting to see how this, how this, uh, the whole lineup evolves over the next couple of years. Speaking of Lando, Lando Calrissian, Lando Norris, um, absolutely heartbreaking finish for him. He was scheduled, to, go. Oh scheduled to finish fifth. I think his best result of the season. He's on 
the last lap or the second to last lap and his his car just gave out right power unit failure yeah and he and pulled yeah. over right over the finish line but obviously yeah. he was on his last lap um he had a he had a terrific race yeah i, I bring it up because andrew threw him in with those the new crew that's quite good and i agree lando is a, a great personality a great driver i think mclaren is lucky that they called him up this year see you buddy i have to say um vettel i also want to give vettel kudos because we could all like i even hear the whining in my head about having to give the place back which you just did um but we didn't hear it i only heard it oh, yeah. in my head yeah um that's a good point does but but is that a signal that vettel's kind of done with the sport and he's going to be retiring at the end of this year there's a lot of speculation about that yeah Your i mean thoughts. i think we could talk about that all day because in canada or right after canada when he was moving those signs and seemingly fired up i think all of us would have said he he still has a lot of juice left he's very excited he wants to race yeah. and then this happens where he kind of i don't want to say takes it lying down but he he yeah he, he didn't seem like to fired up vettel like the alpha dog that most of these guys are so after this one I, I could see him retiring but i think i think he'll be back next season i think ferrari is even though he hasn't been there forever but i, I think there's still more potential in the ferrari i think he's still enjoying it i mean Look at Kimi Räikkönen. He's not like the most fiery guy, but he stuck around for what? And this is like seems like twenty years. <laughs> Talking Seb. That's true. So Andrew, you've got sources in the Ferrari paddock. What I are do you, many. You hearing, what, are you, what are you hearing about Vettel next year? Is he back or is he retiring? He's back next year. Lock it in. Right. Put the mortgage right. on it, Rob. So, so <laughs> I, I mean, so Charlie, I think that's a good point about Kimi. But I never saw Kimi kind of like at that whiny stage where i have seen vettel at that so yeah but you've never seen kimmy at the level of excellence stage as a sebastian vettel i don't think i didn't personally view it that's correct he, he is a world champion though you're saying he never single. got there andrew i'm saying he was a single world champion not a four-time oh, wow vettel are you was, ripping kimmy right, right right i'm not ripping anybody not oh, kimmy, not God. now not i would ever. say i would say kimmy in his prime is better better oh, driver than vettel in his prime. you guys are our good, good friend of the pod, Kimi Raikkonen, you're bashing. No, you guys are worse than the fake news media. All right. Um, so in other news, so we're coming to the summer break is over, and there have been some moves. We know that Ocon is in. He got the um, well, the, the Renault seat next to Danny Rick. So next year at Renault, it's going to be Ocon and Danny Rick. Hulkenberg is out for now. Uh, there's some talk. There's some talk that the Hulk is going to get Roman Grosjean's seat at at uh, Haas. Mm. Um, and even if he doesn't get that seat, there are a lot of other seats available. You know, he could go to Alpha and race with Kimi Giovinazzi, the Italian dude. Giovinazzi. Uh, uh, if Williams brings back <laughs> Sirot, uh, they bring back Sirot, that'd be a good move. Um, Which, uh, they, if they bring back Kubica, they're they deserve to fail. Um, Kubica is a has been, 
Uh, so there are other possible landing seats for for um, Hulk, but for now he is the odd man out. Your thoughts on the summer moves and what we might see going forward? It's always a very exciting time of year. Um, I would be very upset to see Hulk not not get a a drive. I think he's a great a great talent. Not never really broke through, but. I think he's a good character. I think he's an honest um, interviewer. I like his takes. Um, you got to think he's. I think he's an improvement over Romain Grosjean. You put him and K Mag at Haas. I think that's a pretty good squad. No. So there's keep a, in mind so, those two hate each other. I know they used to be teammates, right? At Renault. No, they are on record, or one of them is on record, as saying like this has been totally blown out of proportion by the Netflix series. We had that one fight. But that was it. And um, Rick is I mean, one fight. K Mag said, suck my balls to him. <laughs> Who hasn't Easy, said that in the heat of the battle? Oh uh, Danny Rick is on record as saying that Hulk is a very like professional, no nonsense teammate. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know whether your man uh, at Haas wants, wants this drama since he's like, dealing with two drivers who are seem seemingly magnetically attracted to each other. Maybe he doesn't go on that at all. Gunter Steiner? See. Um, yeah. I guess I should say. So we'll see where the drivers shake out. What about uh, Mercedes holding on to Botas instead of going with the young gun in Ocon? I was surprised. So, so I just to go back, I, I think Hulk will land on his feet. I'm a big Hulk fan. To address the Mercedes thing, I think I mean, it makes so wait, sense. Before we, hold on. Let me just jump in on the Hulk thing. Just to keep the uh, attractiveness of F1 up, we need to keep Hulk in. He's he's definitely in the top third look, good-looking driver. So exactly. He'll yeah. find a seat. Um, for Mercedes, I totally understand why they did this. Things are going exactly as you could hope for th- – Things are going perfectly for Mercedes. Their lead man is winning the drivers' championship. They're winning the constructors' championship. They have for the last whatever number of years. Botas does not cause internal fights with Lewis. He's obviously a beta to Lewis's alpha. Why wouldn't you continue with this? As a fan, I am very disappointed. Uh, Botas is kind of a, I don't know, I love vanilla ice cream, but he's too vanilla. Ocon. <laughs> I bet I you think, do. I think you need to introduce the young, the, the next generation of drivers. Put Ocon in there. He's talented. Sure, it might cause a little bumps. You might have some bumps along the road, but it would be much more exciting. Storylines, um, etc. Right. So as a fan, I was disappointed. As looking at it analytically, it makes perfect sense. Couldn't agree more with Charlie. I think that's a great take. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I couldn't say it better, really. I think as a fan, that's what I wanted to see. If I'm Mercedes, I make the same move. Um, I want to go back to something, Rob. You're talking about the attractiveness of F1. Are you concerned, and I, I am now that I'm thinking about it, that we've got some real heartthrobs leaving the sport soon. We had Alonzo, obviously. Um, Lewis, soon. We've got a guy like Kimi Raikkonen, Iceman. I would say he's a bit of a, a, Wait, a, a stud. Do we think Lewis is good-looking? Yeah, I think so. You think no? Uh, I'm a no. I would, I would no. say he's ugly. 
<laughs> no. He's not, he's not ugly on par with like uh, Ocon or Matt. Yeah, can I just sorry? You're, like, you're, you're kind of stealing my uh, <laughs> my punchline here. So then, right, then you got, then you got these squids like Max Verstappen, Ocon, Ocon Gasly. And I'm sorry, but Lando Norris is not taking anyone home at night. That's for sure. So th- those are the, that's the new crop. Now the only guy still have Charles. Yes, he's the only one that's keeping that crew float. Is Charles Charles Leclerc is by far the best looking of that young crew. Dreamboat. Great. So are you are you concerned at all by the direction looks wise of Formula One? Yes, I mean Formula One is so much about. The the style and attitude and you cannot image. That's the word I'm looking for. You cannot have a bunch driving it. Oh wow, we're really earning our. No, now I have to. Now I have to bleep that out. You (laughs) don't bleep that out. How do I feel? You realize that you doing that makes this. We'll delay the the release of this podcast. Oh No. no, we are an explicit pod. Why do you have to bleep that? Okay, I don't have to. Um. Well, I I think. Albon, he's a, he's a good-looking cat. Ty, great-looking guy. Yes, yeah. he is. He is. Good call. Speaking okay. of uh, Albon, what did everybody make of his race? Uh, so he he didn't get stuck behind anybody. He made some decisive passes when he had opportunities to. You know, I think he's still learning the car. He started at the back. I, I give him a, a B plus and minus on this race. So he so, go ahead. Why not an why not an A? Yeah, you finished in fifth, bro. I mean you finished in fifth because some guys ahead of some mechanicals. A lot of guys actually, I guess, huh? Alright. I mean if he finished in fifth starting last, that's legit. I mean he, so beat, I, he I, beat McLaren, right? Did anybody see this Danny Kafiat uh, quote about Albon? No, I missed it. It's, a, it's an absolute hot take. Danny Kafia says, I don't know why you call it such a good start. He spent 36 laps behind me in a Red Bull. And talking about the start as his start with Red Bull. Whoa. He, he was he took a he took a crap on Albon. Wow. Saying, yeah. like, the, Russian, yeah. the Russian rocket yeah. is back. Better, bitter as hell. I, yeah. goes, I, I don't know. Kafir. Maybe in the future he will do better. Wow. Oh my god. So he wants uh, that yeah, time, it, dude. That's he's eye for that. I think I think it's major bitter bitterness, and it 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 is not wearing it well. You want an explosive duo? You put Max and Danny Kafiat next to each other. That is, <laughs> damn oh, man, that's a good looking duo right there. Um, tough. I yeah. I, I mean, I briefly forgot that he already was doing Red Red Bull instead of Toro Rosso. So, well, I think he I think he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he had, it's the third best card, so yes, finishing fifth is not amazing. But when you compare it to what Gasly was doing for the past however many races, it, it's it, it's day and night. Gasly would start in fifth and drop in the field. At least Albon's going the right direction here. So I, I think so far it's been one race, obviously. Very um, Monday morning quarterback, not Monday morning quarterback, but way too early reaction, but I think Red Bull made the right move here. I have to, I would have to agree. I wonder, I'm just going to check the qualifying results. Where did he not? He made it to Q2, I believe. And then they gave up because they won. I think they knew they were getting the engine penalty. Okay. Yeah. No, they, they gave up. I remember watching and they didn't, 
14. Yeah, they didn't put in a fast uh, a fast lap in Q2, really. Okay. That right, makes sense. Hmm. Where did everybody watch this past weekend? I'll start. I, I watched uh, on my phone at the Cape. I watched both sessions on my phone. It, it wasn't too bad. Props to Fios for allowing me to do all this. Did you not have like a, an iPad or anything more decent? Uh, no, just a just a plus size phone. Wow! Don't phone shame him. I watched at home on my um, normal size television. Um, mm. I watched. You know what actually happened though, which is very strange, is it didn't tape qualifying for me, so I I couldn't watch that. Um, but I watched it later, so, and then I watched the race. Do you have FiOS? Yes, I do. I noticed that that files doesn't quite like uh, this with the spa. Their their listings did not have the mm. it lined up, so they didn't have qualifying identified as qualifying. That probably would have happened. So you know, kudos to Comcast. Now that I've also switched to files, I'm seeing kind of a lot of these user interface things that Comcast does well and. You know, I show on Comcast, but it's it's a slicker experience, yes. as demonstrated by Formula One. So check the recordings, make sure you got it set up, folks. Um, Italian Grand Prix should what be the same time as Spa, nine o'clock Eastern. So. Yep, 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 yep. Can't wait, my home race. Obviously, um, not really, okay. but kind of. What are you guys each thinking for? Well, let's take a quick break here. Let's talk about life updates. You want to go first? You've you, you got a big one, right? One that might weigh I you down a for a while? Just today, well, it hasn't been recorded yet, but did the closing kind of own this house now. <laughs> Mostly the bank owns it, but I kind of own it. Can you finally, can we talk about something that's maybe more, even more important than that is the grill situation? Ooh. Uh, no. No? It's <laughs> off the table? The girl's off the wounds, table. Wounds are too fresh. Oh, my God. No, I mean, Charlie's taking possession of his... Uh, oh, he is? Got it. Grill. He hasn't gotten it yet, and I'm going to get a replacement grill. Oh, Chris, wow. Chris came out of left field and um, validated my story. No, witnessed. Thank goodness. Yes. Question for you. How much does that grill go for, would you say? 100 bucks new. 100 I had at your house. I had Fredo telling me that those go for three, four hundred bucks easily. A gas grill, yeah. It's like no. it's like one forty. It's He's, like one forty. He told me that that make and model of the charcoal goes for that much. I've already I've already priced it out. All right, good. Yeah. Good to know. So, Andrew, what do you make of this deal? So, to avoid going to the store, Rob going to the store, avoid me going out and getting a getting the grill in Newton. I said, Rob, how would I? We'll go procure a new one, and we split it 50-50. And you keep that one, which has been lightly used, I don't know, a handful of times. What do you think of that deal? Mm. So how much is it worth to Rob to not drive out a grill to Dorchester? Well, I have to, I have to go get it, but to go, to go, to go. But that grill is practically new. Got it. It's got some miles on it. Yep, I hear you. No, okay. I would say it's got very few miles on it. Which one? Got some rust spots. The one that uh, is mine. Yeah, I, I would. Say, currently used one. I would say it's been used heavily. No, 
all the tailgates okay. senior year. I would say, I mean, good, good use. I mean, it's looks in great condition. I wouldn't, hey, I would take it. Um, oh, I think it's a fair deal. Tomorrow, it's a fair deal. Saturday, I should say. And Rob is buying a new one and splitting it with you 50 50. No, now he just has to go pay for a whole new one because he didn't take my offer. Oh, I right. So here, here, is the, here are my options pay $50 and keep a used grill or pay $100 and get a brand new grill. Now, normally my cheap ass self would just be like, I'll take the $50 and the grill. But knowing that Charlie is going to get a brand new grill for $50. There, there, there it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> you are. Nope. Wow. Unbelievable. As, at least you admitted it. But yeah, thank you for admitting that. Rob, right. if, you, if you put uh, that 50 bucks towards your house, think how much interest you might save over the life of that loan. Of course, it was 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's, here's a, let's uh, do a quick uh, econ lesson for folks. Um, do we think that in the long term, Stocks, we will be able to get a return on investment that is greater or less than, let's say, 5%. On your let's house? Let's say 4%. Let's say 4%. No, no, not – no, on um, on equities, stocks, and also bonds. So equities and – So time frame? Sorry, I missed it. Let's yeah. say 20 years. Will I get a greater – yes. Yeah, I would say yes. So you don't think there's going to be a structural change – where returns on capital are going to be decreased than they have been historically over the last 70 years. Yeah. I've heard this from people. I, I've heard this from people. Yeah. You always hear, I mean, there's always a, a theory out there like this. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause I'm with you guys. I thought, you know, until I see otherwise, I'm going to assume, you know, maybe we won't see the heady, heady growth of eight, 9%, but I think, Six seven percent is certainly a reasonable expectation. This seems like a topic for our other podcast, BFS. Real yeah. Spanish yeah. All right, well, all right. Okay, let's not get well, too much into it. Small, small, <laughs> small aside. We also, yeah. If anybody's interested in this topic, we have yet another Rose podcast <laughs> coming. Hit us up. A... We talk about this stuff a, a lot. Oh man, um, I don't have any other updates. I'm going back to Maine this weekend. It is um, one of Annie's. Fa- it's it's Annie's favorite weekend, tied with three other weekends to be in Maine. The Lot Home Shots fly Fair out. weekend, uh, and it is a nice fair. They have a lot of arts and crafts, and I always like to have a beer or two and then drunkenly buy something. What so, what kind of times. fair? Local artisans or cheesemakers? Yeah. What are we talking about here? Jeez. Um, there's not a lot of food. There is a lot of art. Nice. There's probably going to be a silversmith there. Ooh. There are baskets. There are a lot of paintings. A lot of like wind chimes. Some I have. I've got a on my work desk a a tile where they put a pic of like a main wilderness picture on. Little stuff like that. Can I tell you about a piece of jewelry my eldest sister bought recently that I never heard of, but I guess it's a new new craze? (laughs) You go to the store, you pick out a bracelet or a necklace or something, and then they actually weld the open end together 
so that literally you can't take this thing off. It's just, it's just welded together onto your hand, and so you can't take it off. That does not seem like a great idea. <laughs> what if you need a medical procedure? It's like it's really small, so she's like, yeah, you can barely feel it, but still, it's like you can't, you can't even take the thing off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. All right, all right, listen. I what's, buy- the, what's like the attraction of it? Maybe you just never even have to think about it. It's just it's almost like a it's like a lower risk tattoo is the way I'm I'm kind of <laughs> were clasps a big issue for people? Like what's wrong with a small clasp? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Listen, women do crazy things for fashion. We, we um, gotta get we gotta get we gotta get the Zabo sister. Perfect tie in because I'll go through my life update, which was I went to Maine again. Um, my second, fa- my second or first favorite week in Maine that I spent there. <laughs> uh, this time I went with the Sabo side of the family, so it was myself, my mother, my father. Uh, Carolyn joined me and my eldest sister Elizabeth. Great time, quick, quick one, three days. David knocked out a puzzle in roughly a day and a half, just cruised through it. And then he said he wanted to finish it early so that he could then just relax for the rest of the week. There's too much stress. There's too much pressure on him to finish it. <laughs> no, he's, he puts it on himself. So anyway, great time. Had a huge two-pound, two-and-a-quarter-pound lobster. Um, yeah, and then I'm back back in Boston looking forward to playing some golf this weekend. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, we podcasted a while ago with summer break, so I've been quite busy. Went down to Delaware with the – Part of the BC crew, lovely time down in Lewis. Uh, a lot of beach activity. Uh, last week or two weekends ago, Alyssa and Navia came up and we had a little barbecue in the Dorchester area. Mm. Last weekend, went Labor Day weekend, went down to the Cape. Becky was teaching spin a bunch down there. Did some bike riding, saw the Howard Schweitzer Bernstein family. Very, spent some time reading. Lovely time this weekend. Uh, laying low, getting some golf in. And Monday, I've got I've got mass save coming. Do my energy home energy assessment, which nice. I'm very excited for. Smart. And then next weekend, we got a little White Mountain hiking trip. So oh, yes. I, I'm so excited. So excited. I got some new gear delivered. Um, just so I can't wait. The gear is the best part. I just ordered some myself. The gear is by far. I have my whole pack. My pet. My pack is already packed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like to, to, to warn. In in the spirit of uh, life updates, I'd like to warn our listeners that the triple E risk in a lot of uh, ta- cities and towns in Massachusetts has been raised to critical. Be safe out there. Can you see Watch my pack? Mosquitoes. <laughs> yes, we did. Very what's nice. the red? What's the red thing? Oh, that's your, my uh, sleeping pad. Yeah, that's nice. How big is that pack? How many liters? Looks kind of 30, Thirty-eight. I was actually most are forty, so I was thinking about upgrading. I don't. Rob, do you have an opinion? Oh boy, I hope you can stuff everything. Well, you got stuff strapped to the outside. You'll be fine. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I'd it's, say it's already packed. It's all good. Pack less than you think. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got to start packing then for the. What the size pack? In a week. What size pack do you have? Uh, I don't know. I'll, you know. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, let's, can I give let's, Can I give an update on Low T? Low T's betting quarter. Yes, corner. Please. So last Thursday, uh, is that right? He moved. By the way, did we? Yeah, that? yeah. He moved. Low T moved. Um, but last week, I think it was Thursday. I pulled Low T aside in the office. I said, Low T, 
what are the odds on Charles Leclerc? And he said, the Ferrari and the two Mercedes are all up there. I think, I think Leclerc was fourth best odds. And I said, it's Charles weekend, put some scratch on him. Ferrari going to do very well. Nice. And I think it's Charles weekend. Finally, lo and behold, got a little money down on Charles. Big win, big win. Nice. Can, can nice. I, I have a hot take opinion that about low T. Is it possible <laughs> that he was in so deep with a bookie that he had to move? Otherwise, he might have gotten his knees taken out. Oh, my God. Wow. Sounds reasonable. Possible. <laughs> no? We'll have to I didn't think that. about that, but everything checks out. <laughs> uh, so we have another Ferrari-friendly circuit coming up, Monza. Um, the Temple of Speed. Is that what its name, Andrew? Correct. I only know it in Italian. I don't, I'm not sure what the English translation is. <laughs> Um, and we can expect Ferrari to do quite well in it. Uh, who do you guys have this weekend? So the only concern I have is I think there is a forecast of rain, which could, you know, that always changes things, always makes things interesting. So, you know, anyone's race. I mean, that's, that's whenever I hear rain, I immediately think a max for stop and win. He's starting from the back of the grid this weekend. Is he? For engine swaps. I mean, so it's going to be everyone's going to take a new engine. It's so easy to pass in Monza. I mean, if just put another engine in the pool, I would take in a new engine. I think it could be another Ferrari weekend. I think, yeah, I'm. If I was a betting man, which I am, I think I'm going to go Seb though this weekend. I think he's going to. Come back strong. Good. I think we're going to get a little good karma for his good deeds this past weekend, and he's going to pull out the win. He deserves it. Yeah. Did we? Um, I might have missed it, but did you guys talk at all about Max's start in the last race? He's been struggling with his starts. Yeah, we, we haven't discussed it. Very poor. I was. I was surprised by it. Um, it's like the Lewis Hamilton of I don't know yeah. three years ago. Where he against Nico Rosberg, he couldn't start for his life. Yeah, he got the like, the yips. Yeah, Max will work oh, on I've, the off season. Yeah, he'll, he'll. I have here's a life update. I have the tennis serving yips. Do you? I double faulted oh. away a match this past weekend. Oh my god! Like multiple double faults. I like my first serve is okay, and then when I try and just dink it in on second serve, it goes basically anywhere. Oh my god! Uh, so I just quit. I mean, yes, I, I think I need to do like a bull Durham thing where like I tie pantyhose around my head or something and can't see. <laughs> uh, I just checked the, the odds for this weekend. So, Loki, if you're listening, um, Leclerc is the favorite, but but you still win $37 on a $100 bet, uh, followed by Lewis, followed by Seb, followed by Botas far away. So... But- this is why I love Seb. I think he's yeah. I think he's even with the other two and you're getting better payout. I would have to agree mm-hmm. there. Good as good a chance as any and you get much better payout there. Yeah. Good, good, can't you just imagine it now? Him you know, he's cruising to victory. Grazie, grazie mille, huh? And then he does this <laughs> little Italian thing. Yeah, do you think uh Charles knows Italian like Seb yeah, does? I th- I think he might. A Monza man or a Monegasque. 
Monagasca, he knows. He knows. It's just like French. All right. Well, any other things you guys are looking for this weekend? Uh, I'm looking to see how Albon um, responds. You know, how does he does? Is it a is he actually an upgrade over Gasly, or was it maybe a little bit? Of I, I got to say, I I think this is such an engine um, track that I I am eager to see how the Renault stacks up against the other like mid midfield. I'm not, I'm not saying McLaren is going to be out in the front, but you know, this is really a, is an engine track. So Renault absolutely I, stinks. Uh, the other thing I'll say is got to disagree. I, I, uh, dark horse candidate. Let's, let's put Kimmy on the podium. Whoa. Little rain, a little power it. unit. That would be yeah. awesome. How are yeah, you feeling that, about how you feeling about McLaren this race, Rob? Um, I think uh, Signs is taking an engine penalty, a grid penalty. Oh, God. Um, gutted. I, I I think they could be up there. I think the I think the Renault engine is pretty good. Um. Reliable, it's got some reliability issues, but I think it's pretty powerful. Um, I think Claren's going to be up there, uh, battling it out. This is not so much of a kind of total car track, I think it's an engine track. So, McLaren will not have its usual one leg up on the midfield. I think they're going to be like more and more of a scrap, but we'll see. Got it. Cool. Sorry, did did I say the Renault engine specifically is terrible? Because I didn't mean that. I mean, oh, I, I, I assume that. I don't think you specified. No, I, sorry. I meant Renault. The team is a yeah, dumpster fire. I assume you meant the team. Yeah, the team is a dumpster fire. The engine is fine, evidenced by McLaren. Yeah, we're. See, I mean, I had barely seen Cyril at all this this year. He's been a ghost. He's got to go. Probably doesn't want to get shot by some crazy Frenchman. Maybe. <sighs> All right. Well, um, I'm going to be in Maine watching this thing Sunday morning. People think I'm a lunatic because, like, things are – the kids are swarming around me. People are having breakfast, and I'm just, like, sitting in the living room alone watching it. But Dude, so, <laughs> hey, question. Do people think you're a lunatic or just lazy? Or maybe both. Yeah, <laughs> both. Hey, I, no. I respect it, though. I think it's great. I, I think Got it's it. great what you're doing up there in Maine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing rain for Friday and maybe Saturday, but how's not, not, Sunday and Saturday and Sunday look pretty good. Rob, how are your sons doing after their illnesses? Uh, so Lee had hand, foot, and mouth disease, but he's recovered. Nice. GG. Um, Merle vomited all over himself. On the way to Maine last weekend, it was a total mess, but he bounced right back. We think it was just like car sick. Yeah. Um, probably like playing with something in the car instead of looking at the horizon. What I mean, two year olds, what are you going to do with them, huh? So they're bad. They're fine. They're good. Good, good. Love them. They're asleep now, which is what they ought to be doing. So, Charlie, will we will miss the race then, right? Um, Live. No, Monza's this weekend. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry, because we're golfing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Afternoon well, watch. Don't please don't. Um, no spoilers, Rob. 
Thank you. I never do spoil in the chat, but you like to give strong hints about what's happening. All right. So look, can I can I look. make a confession here? Please do. Not a confession, but so I was watching the race live. I told you I was live bullets. However, then I had to take the take some dogs out, so I paused it. I got a few laps behind. All of a sudden, you said Ferrari's unbelievable, and I said, "What the heck? Like, what happened? I don't even understand what happens." And I so I started fast forwarding, expecting like a crash, Leclerc to screw up, and all it was was that I think Lewis passed Vettel. And by the and when you had texted me that Lewis hadn't even passed Vettel yet. So so loyal listeners, I got accused of putting spoilers into a group chat. This is what I wrote. I'm looking at my phone right now. There's no spoiler. Yes! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. What I was referring to was the fact that Mad yes, Max Verstappen crashed out. Is that a spoiler? No freaking way. Anything could have happened. You don't know. Then the mm. next thing that was Well, we know you of- like McLaren and you hate Max Verstappen, so one of those two things probably happened. Nah. Probably. Could, could but- have been Mercedes, though. I think you would have said the same thing about Maybe a Mercedes. You're just, you just you just don't know. That's the point. Yes. Uh, the next thing I wrote was Ferrari is unbelievable. That- no punctuation at all. And what I was referring to was the fact that they pitted Vettel first, which at the time, poor uneducated me, thought was them favoring Vettel over. Oh, I totally there. saw it differently. Exactly. That's why you never know what I'm writing. It's there are so many different ways to interpret it. Those are not spoilers because you don't know what I mean. Yeah, you the, just don't. The, the, thought, the thoughts of a madman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was frantically fast forwarding. Like, what is he talking about? And then I got okay, to well, live. That's like, on you, man. That is on you. It's like nothing happened. I don't understand. I'm just gonna start texting. Can't believe that just happened. No, even if nothing's happened. Skull, that's, skull, that's fine, skull Charlie. Emoji. That's fine. That's not a spoiler. Lando Norris skull emoji. <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> Why you don't know what that means? Maybe he's crushing the crushing, killing the race. Oh, good stuff. Uh, That'll be a good new bit, though, when everyone's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, good well. Uh, good luck to our respective teams, except not Charlie and John's team. Um, <laughs> and unbelievable. How do we say, uh, Andrew? How do we say uh, goodbye in Italian? Arrivederci. Uh, ciao. Ciao. Ciao means bye too. Rob, you're not watching your favorite NFL team, the Bears, right now. I would say yeah. Got them on my other monitor. Good night. Okay. Buenos Aires. All right. See you guys. Ciao. Adios.